Blog Talk Radio. Oh, there it goes. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 299. Oh, my God, really. Hey, what's happening with you guys? We're in the middle of the 2018 CFL playoffs. The final games were just this past weekend, the divisional finals. And uh, what's happening there? Oh, my God, all sorts of weird things. Anyhow, um, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about everything tonight. I have an agenda here somewhere. I don't know what I did with it. Oh, well. It's on some cool colored paper because I ran out of paper, and my daughter put some pink stuff in there, and then she put something else in there. Oh, my God, I have no idea where it is. Okay, so um, I don't know if I printed it or not. Okay, so anyhow. Uh, what do we got to do tonight? We got a shout out today. What do we got? Will McDonald. Happy birthday, brother. You are now caught up to me. You're an old man, officially. And uh, all of a sudden, yeah. So happy birthday, buddy. I know you're online here and you're talking, or you can't talk, or maybe you do. Your mic should be open. At least the board says it is. So um, I'm expecting you, know, you to sing for me. What's that? I'm expecting for you to sing for me. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Will, happy birthday to you. How's that? There you go. That was easy. That was easy. That was awful. That was completely and absolutely awful. In fact, I think, oh, look at this. Oh, my God. Look at all the people that are signing off. No, just joking. Okay, so uh, let's talk some football here because I really don't have too much of a rant. We got, I can't believe I deleted that agenda. Did I? Oh. I thought I printed it. Uh, I got I so re- much stuff all over my desk here. It's just I terrible. Could resend it. No, 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 no. I, I've got it in the in the thing. That's oh. not a problem. But I had. Oh, oh I there it is. Look at that. Hamilton, Ottawa. Re- I got it. <laughs> Life is good. Okay. So how do I sound? I'm on my phone. I don't have my typical microphone and headset here. Is this okay, or do I have to get off the speakerphone? No, you're okay. All right. We're okay. We're going to survive. Okay. Yeah, I think so. so. We had the Eastern and Western Divisional Finals this weekend, and both games were a little bit off of what most people thought. Um, so the Hamilton Tiger Cats went into Ottawa to play the Red Blacks, and everybody was picking Hamilton to just destroy <laughs> the Red Blacks. You never know what Trevor Harris is going to show up. And good Trevor Harris or bad Trevor Harris? Well. Bad Mazzoli showed up by the looks of it. And uh, Ottawa absolutely spanked Hamilton. So, um, guys, what do you think? You want to talk about this game? Willie, you're the birthday boy. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> well, uh, can you say... You can say you didn't see much shit. of this game because you're on your way to the Calgary-Stampeders game, and that would have been acceptable. No, 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 no. You, no. you know what? Um, you know what? I started, I watched the first half, and then I was about to leave the game, and what just before the first half, uh, 
what's his name, Rose got kicked out of the game for pushing the referee or whatever it was. And I wanted to see how that affected I wanted to see how that affected Hamilton. So I stayed longer than I normally do. I stayed for probably another quarter and well, Hamilton did have some kickback, but they couldn't stop Ottawa at all. So I mean I I do believe that's a record in a in a playoff game, six touchdown passes. So I mean, I guess uh, Mike Riley, Andrew Harris showed up for that game. So there you go. Um, but yeah, it was pretty much a shit kicking. Hamilton looked yeah, so good the week before he has. They looked so good the week before he has BC. I guess. I guess Ottawa was that much better. I don't know. The mirage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so. don't think it was. Uh... Ottawa was that much better at, at all, and actually, I wanted to go. I, I, I wanted to do a little bit more of my rant, but I was so flustered because Blog Talk wouldn't let me sign in properly that um, I didn't get to it. And I, I, I want to just before we get into this game a little further, I want to give a little not a, a, a shout out, but I'm going to take some Bomber fans to task. Actually, some Ticat fans as well. People who have the gall to message me because I'm a BC Lions fan and you think that you have the right to just bark at me because my team doesn't do very well. And it's like one of those gloating in your face, idiot, what the hell happened? I had bomber fans that were actually telling me that if my team can't score 20 points in a playoff game, that they shouldn't, you have no right to be in the playoffs. Okay. I just want you guys to all know what the score was in the Calgary-Winnipeg game and how many points Winnipeg put up. We're going to go after that a little bit later, but I just want you to say, in your face, assholes, because you know what? You have no right to bitch at somebody like that. It's, it, it's just totally tacky and gross, and I'm not going to name any names, but you know what? You know who you are, and you listen to this podcast. So, in your face, your team sucks just as bad as mine did. Okay, sorry. I, I can continue on now. Thank you, Will. Are you finished? You got more in this game. What happened? Will? Charles? Charles was Sorry, here. I forgot to unmute myself. I said, no, I'm finished. I mean, it was a shit-kicking of monstrous proportions. What more can you say? Not and much. we'll talk about... Yeah, not really. I mean, I mean, you know, if you look at Ottawa, does have the receivers to run a game like that. They have great receivers. There's no doubt about it. Okay, and Hamilton, well, Hamilton wasn't trying to stop them at all. <laughs> There's not much more you can say. I mean, you know, I mean, I was looking for a competitive game. I didn't get one till the next game, so. Yeah. I mean, Trevor Harris missed three passes the entire game. Yeah. Three passes the entire game. He was 90.6% accuracy, 367 yards, six touchdowns, and no interceptions. And his longest pass was 50 yards. Okay? And he mm-hmm. spread the ball out. To ten receivers. Yeah. He caught the ball. 
That's that's amazing. I mean, it, it, it was similar to the BC Hamilton game. I mean, I'm sure Hamilton was trying, but nothing worked. Okay, and Ottawa could not do anything wrong. So, I mean, it's just one of those days. You, you know, you, you look at the Jeremiah Mazzoli's numbers, which was 28 for 41. Uh, one touchdown, three interceptions, and you really got to question why he is the Eastern nominee for MOP when it should have been Trevor Harris. And all right from the beginning, I said my vote would have been to Trevor Harris. And oh, but no, do the sports writers of Canada listen to me? No, they don't. Huh. Okay, Charles, go ahead. Especially when you look at head to head matchups and see that Trevor Harris was 4 0. Against Jeremiah Mazzoli? Yeah. Should be a little tip off there. 5 and 0. 5 and 0. Yeah. 5 and 0, no, 4. They played three in the regular season and one in the playoffs. Right, 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 right. You're, yes. you're correct. But the, he beat them four times. So, way to go, get it on one that more, one, Football Writers I'm of Canada. I'm sure they could do it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where was that Hamilton's defense a week ago? Um, they no could shit. not stop anything. It was like Swiss cheese, only with more holes. Um, God, it was just, uh, no matter what happened, basically Ottawa, when they wanted to move the ball, they could move the ball. And they did it wherever they wanted, because this Ottawa team was not stopping anything on offense. And uh, they were building up... Um, Hamilton's offense didn't have a horrible game. I mean, they still scored, what was it, 27 points? But any time they looked like they'd score a point, maybe score some points, maybe look like a momentum, Ottawa just went right back down the field and took the uh, took the momentum right away. It was just, um, um, just a lousy defensive game. Heck, I was listening to the game while I was hanging my Christmas lights, and every time I thought Hamilton was going to... Uh, get something going, it was uh, snuffed out immediately by um, by um, Ottawa. They'd get the points right back, and their defense just couldn't stop anything. They looked good last week, but maybe it was uh, might have had a lot to do that they were basically uh, playing a BC Lions team that was quite frankly done. And, um, yeah, they looked like a completely different team on the field this week. And I really thought that that win last week was going to be a catalyst for Hamilton. Boy, was I wrong. It was no such thing. And uh, Trevor Harris, unreal performance. Six touchdowns, the new CFL record. It was just everything was going his way. Um, gee, I, what hap- I wonder what happened to him on those three passes he missed. What was with that? But, um, hmm. yeah, no, this was 100% a Hamilton... Um, a Hamilton um, blowout, and, um, yeah, that's all you really can say. It was um, tie cats all the way, and, um, or excuse me, Red Blacks all the way. They um, outplayed them, and the Red Blacks are back into the Grey Cup for the third time in four years. These guys are seeing a lot of the Grey Cup. Consider this fact. I looked at this the other night. The Hamilton, or Ottawa, has been back in the CFL for five seasons, They've made the Grey Cup 
in three of them. They made the Eastern Final in the one they didn't make the Grey Cup. And then they also um, had a season of two wins. How's that for a five-game uh, season? Or five... Um, a five-year uh, plan, but three great cups in five years, you got to give them credit. And I think that's CJ coming back in here as the phone is ringing. I can't answer that. Um, we'll just let that ringing there go. One, one H1. What? The client you're trying to reach is not available at this moment. Please try again later. later. 1H1. Yeah, I got the... it already. Okay. Will, are you still there? I'm here somewhere. Okay, now you're in there. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. CJ's in, uh, Will's in, and, and we Will's got a in. phone ringing. Hang on, is that better? I love, I love blog talk. Yes, that's better. Okay, yeah, no, Blog Talk does some weird shit sometimes. No kidding. <laughs> okay, so I'm back. I'm back on my yep. phone, and uh, that's the best I can do for tonight. So we're going to just go through this and uh, and be happy. That's all right. Oh. Okay, so what was the final score here? The final score was 46 to 27, and I think the 27 points splattered the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Big time. So, uh, and, and you know, what what was it? A, a whole chunk of that was done in garbage time, too, wasn't it, at the end there? Uh, a lot of the yards that uh, was only tossed for were in the last two or three minutes. Uh, not, I mean, they were pretty steady. They, they, they were, in the second half, it was uh, 19 to 14, and then it was 28-13 in the first half. So, I guess a lot of their points were in the second half, so. Okay. Anyhow, okay, so let's just ditch this game because there's really not much more to say about it, and uh, it was just a, a sad, sad state of affairs. And uh, it kind of looked good on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I was cheering yeah. for the Red Blacks, so we'll see what happens. And uh, I don't know. Did you see that stupid hood that uh, June Jones was wearing? The Did you not look ridiculous? I didn't see that. No? Well, he was cold. Come on. Give him a break. He's an old man. He's older than me and you. Well, yeah. Okay. So. But, but you see Jerry Glanville walking around with his shades on? He's older than than Gene Jones, and he didn't look very good. Yeah, yeah but Jerry, Grand, Jerry Glanville is, is senile, so he doesn't know the difference, okay? <laughs> he just he wanders around. He just wanders around aimlessly, okay? Oh, football game. Let's stay here. So. Okay. So, anyhow, that, that that game's toast. So, let's go over and talk to this, about this Winnipeg-Calgary game. Did you actually get to the game on time, then, if you stayed too long watching the other game? Oh, yes, sir, I did. Okay. Yes, sir, Not a lot of time to spare and hang out with all your friends in there, eh? But you got there on time. I I have no friends, Christopher. You have okay, friends. I have on the podcast. I have, with you. Okay, yeah, but I just, you know, it was, you know, I I dressed warm, 
it wasn't supposed to be that cold. I dressed warm, and then I step out my back door, and it's freaking raining, okay? So oh, I go back no. in the house, change my jacket to something else that's warm and waterproof, and I get to the game, and it stopped raining, and it's warm out. So it was kind of a weird, weird weather day. So I wasn't thing cold. Is, that was no, we shed clothing. Right, I wasn't cold. That was a good thing. Um, I'm anticipating being cold this coming weekend, but I wasn't cold on this weekend. Um, and the Calgary Stampeders and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers played. It was a defensive struggle, and Calgary did what they do to me in every game. They make me bite the ends of my fingernails off, and then they say, oh, okay, um, it's time to win. Let's do this. And then they win. Okay? It's the best way I can describe it. Bo Levi was off by a mile and a half yesterday. Um, That's kind of typical uh, for the I think uh, Winnipeg, (laughs) Winnipeg should have had two touchdowns but Matt Nichols doesn't know how to hit wide-open receivers, okay? Or Chris Strebler was the second one. Matt Nichols was the first one. The guy was 20 yards behind everybody, almost in the end zone, and he overthrew them. They said on the on the uh, TV the wind took the ball. The same with the other one. So they, they could have very easily won. Um, I'm glad they didn't. Well, it really would have made it matter. They did more or less shut Andrew Harris down. Um, They played some good receivers. Eric Rogers, obviously three touchdown passes. Nobody can cover Eric Rogers on the Bombers. It's pretty simple. Um, And the Stamps did what the Stamps do. And by... 7.30 next Sunday night, I'll either know one of two things. I'll know what it feels like to be Calgary to be the Grey Cup champions, or I'll know what it feels like to be a Buffalo Bills fan. All right? Pretty simple. Either or. So, but it was, was, I mean, it was probably boring on TV. I don't know if it was. I thought it was a defensive struggle, struggle, and I was, I was quite entertained. I thought uh, Calgary's defense came to play big time, baby, and and they were pretty impressive. So that's really all I have to say. Go ahead. I'd say more, but Mark didn't come to the podcast, so I'm disappointed. So anyway, yeah, he's a, he's a little butt hurt. I think there's a lot of Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans right now that are a little butt hurt. I know a couple of brothers that kind of are. Yeah, and we got a little drunk last night, too, I understand. You, you think? I, I don't know. I didn't pay attention. I was oh, busy. I saw them. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Anyways. Are you, are you talking about the brothers who rhyme with sandwich? Uh, yeah, you could say that. Okay. You're good, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I guess it's my turn there. I mean... Quite frankly, neither football team played very well in this football game, to be honest. Uh, Calgary just had a little bit more offense 
than um, Winnipeg is, and that was the difference. I thought, for the most part, both defenses played pretty well. Uh, they shut down the other team's offenses pretty well on both sides of the ball. Um, I'm looking at the wrong game. I was looking at the stats here, and I'm like, Brandon Bridge, why is he stats? I clicked on last week's game. Uh, I bet the Bombers fans wish that was last week's game. I don't think they used uh, Andrew Harris enough. I mean, he had 14 carries in this game, or was it 13, 13 carries in this game for 71 yards, which isn't a terrible total. I think he should have been up around 20 to 25 carries because that's when he's most effective. Last week he had 19 carries, and uh, that six carries could make a difference. Matt Nichols just um, – if Matt Nichols is looking to be uh, known as a big-game player, he didn't do himself any favors with last night's game because 15 for 32 is not very impressive. Uh, Bully by Mitchell, he was a little bit better. He was 17 of 31, 214 yards. He had the three touchdown passes to Eric Rogers, and uh, a couple of those catches, touchdown catches, were fabulous catches. So um, good on him for there. Um, but um, you know, give Calgary credit. A lot of people went into these playoffs doubting the Stampeders. But they're in the Grey Cup for the third year in a row. So even if they don't win, getting there three times in a row is still quite an accomplishment. But they are going to need to win this one, or people are going to start talking to them about them um, like the Buffalo Bills. And I'll say this. If Calgary plays like they did on Sunday next week against Ottawa, they're going to be going home with their heads down again because Ottawa will, will clobber them. They'll get, gonna get sla- they'll get slaughtered if they play like that again. And they know that. And uh, let's see. And also, um, their coach, Mr. Dickinson, did his best Jason Moss impersonation, but we'll get into that a little bit later. And uh, another thing, I'll bring it up. Is we know we were talking about the receiving core last week. Uh, of the Calgary Stampeders, and we call, or we, I shouldn't say we, I called out one member of the Let's Talk CFL group who was asking for an apology for what I had said last week, that the Stampeders receiving core was not better. Uh, I said that they were not better now than they were at the beginning of the season. He said they were. And to be honest, I stand by what I said because I believe that they still – their receiving core was still better at the beginning of the season than it is now. Uh, it's not like they totally lit up. They only had 214 yards passing. But I'll give him this credit, Stephen Sparksman. They got the job done, and they got the win. So I'll give you that. But I still stand by what I say, that the Stampeders receiving core was better at the beginning of the year. But Winnipeg just had no offense in this game. They could get nothing going, and they had chances. And like Will brought it up, there were two times where the where the uh, Bombers had a receiver wide open in behind um, the Calgary defense. If they, if the, if Matt Nichols in the first one and Chris Trevler um, in the second one hit the receiver on target, Winnipeg wins this game by, do- by double digits. 
But it's a game of inches. They didn't connect, and Calgary's off to the Grey Cup. Yeah, you know the the thing that I've got in here is this whole thing with Matt Nichols, and you know he is so paranoid about throwing interceptions. He is so paranoid about ball protection that he never takes the risk to actually throw the fucking ball. And he's never going to shake that game manager title and step up into a, uh, a good quarterback, a great quarterback, an elite quarterback, if he's not prepared to step up and throw the goddamn ball. I mean, you know, I I'm not a fan of the NFL. I am just absolutely not. But Brent Favre, the former quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, am I correct here, guys? Yes. Yes. Good quarterback, bad quarterback, elite quarterback, what would you call him? He was an elite quarterback in my mind. He I holds agree. the record most interceptions. Because he's willing to yep. put it out there. Yep. Okay? That's like walking into a bar and asking every woman you met meet to get laid. You're going to get slapped in the face. But you know what? Odds are it's going to happen. So you got to take the risk to do it. Otherwise, it's just it, you're not a quarterback. My, hear it right now. Matt Nichols ain't going to be back with Winnipeg next year. He can't be. That that team cannot rely on that quarterback to take him anywhere because he is not capable of taking them to the next level. And I've been saying that for, what, three years now? Four years? Three years? He is not capable of taking them to the next level. Okay, they won. They didn't even, they won a playoff game this year. Well, you know, hey, that's an accomplishment, I guess, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 28 years and counting, guys. 28 years. And it's over, and you've got to do it again next year. Welcome to 2019. I don't know. It, it's simple. You're just, it's just not going to do it. Well, no, you're not. And I said that on the show last week. You're not going to win a great cup with Matt Nichols. Not a chance. Here's a question I'm going to ask. Here's another question I'm going to ask you. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, can the Winnipeg Blue Bombers win a great cup with Michael Shea as head coach? Well, personal opinion, no. Yeah, but I don't think he's okay. You take a look at the coaches in the CFL. I don't think Jason Moss is better than he is. No. He hasn't won a great cup. No. um, You can't compare him to Wally because Wally is Wally, but whoever they replace him with is not going to be, well, who knows who they're going to replace him with. I guess you can't use BC. Uh, Dickinson's better. Is Chris Jones better? Well, he lost lost to Mike O'Shea team, so I don't guess not. But he also has a great Um, cup winner, the head coach. Um, Mike Sherman, you know, or uh, well, no, I st- I don't think it's I don't think it's O'Shea's fault, but I also uh, right off the top of my head, I think Strebler is the starting quarterback next year, and they got to build from there. 
so unless they find someone else. My thing so. here is that Strebler, I'm not so I haven't seen enough of Strebler to say that he is uh, any better than Matt Nichols if he were the starter, but I don't think he could really do any worse. So if you can get the same results out of Strebler that you can out of Matt Nichols, then it just makes sense to go with Strebler. He's going to cost you a whole lot less. I think there's a lot more room for improvement with Strebler. That too. I agree with that. Matt Nichols no. has hit a wall. He's, he's not any be- he, he cannot be any better than he is. Yeah, he and gentlemen, and maybe Charles has a point, because don't forget, this is the same coach and management group that signed Drew Willie to an extension, remember? And gave him yeah. big money. And gave him big money. So I don't think they're a very good judge of quarterbacks. So. And again, it goes back to Mike O'Shea. You know, he was a defensive guy. He was not. Uh, he was not an offensive player. Never been an offensive coach. So does that? He's never been in? a defensive coach No, but he played defense for a lot of years. So at least he has a lot more experience on defense and with defensive systems and stuff like that. As he never yeah, played but... uh, on the offensive side of the ball. But, I mean, they have Paul LaPolice in there, and they have Buck Pierce. Those guys know offensive players, you would think. But, (laughs) I mean, if you look back at Winnipeg, the biggest problem they've had in 29 years, I hate to say it, is quarterback. Quarterback. They haven't had great ones. It's it's, it's the whole organization. Oh, sure. Sure. But and, and, they haven't had good ones. Coach that get you your quarterback. If you're if you don't have a quarterback on the field, who are you pointing fingers at? Your backup? Right. No, you point fingers at your GM. And probably in that whole period, their best quarterback in that time has been Kahari Jones. What did that say? Well, Kahari was a good quarterback. Kevin Glenn did quarterback. Huh? Yeah, Kevin Glenn did. And probably would have won them a great cup if he hadn't broken his hand. Right. So, got to give him a little credit. Fair enough. And, and you know, and I don't think Buck Pierce did all that poorly. He just didn't have a team around him. No, but well, I Buck mean, Pierce, in that, we're always worried about injuries. Well, and, and during this 29-year 29, 29 time period, 28-year time period, they have had Matt Donegan play for them for two or three years, remember? Yeah. That was he was he was on the bombers when he threw for seven hundred plus yards in that one game. The problem yeah, with the um, bombers at that time is they had no defense. Yeah. Um but they haven't they had They haven't had great quarterbacks at all. Okay, so I mean the be- the greatest the best court well yeah I mean but they have won great cups despite how shitty their quarterbacking has been okay there's the other thing because they won it that year with Sean Salisbury he was freaking horrible in my mind mm-hmm. so 
I don't know, but I don't think you're going to do it with Matt Nichols. So, I mean, of course, they can't get rid of O'Shea now because he got them one game further than he has in the last five years. Yeah. So. It was, the last time they were in the playoffs was 2011, wasn't it? Uh, no, they were in the playoffs last year against BC, weren't they? No, the last year against Edmonton, two years ago against BC. Right, two years ago against BC. This is the first playoff game they've won, won in the this new era. 2011, yeah. 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 So. Okay, well, so the the conclusion here is Winnipeg sucked and they had no business being in the playoffs. Because that's what you I would say. That ab- 20 points. Right. I guess you should and, say that about Saskatchewan, too. Did they, did they get beat up by less than 20, point, 20 points, too? Yeah, okay. Saskatchewan had no business being in the goddamn playoffs, either. The crossover shouldn't be gone. Montreal and Toronto both should have made the playoffs. I think it basically. I think it basically comes down to the fucking Canadian mafia. <laughs> we're we're we're, we're going to get there in a minute. We're Coming soon. Get there in a minute. Okay. Uh, okay, I guess this is it. Jonathan Rose. I, I did not see a video on this. Did you see a video on this, or did you see this happen? Yes. I, I've only saw the... Um, I only heard about it. I didn't see what he actually did. No, no, I saw what he actually did. See, and, it, you know... Sorry? Nothing. Do you believe that, that there was... Push an official. What did you just say? Do you believe there was intent to push an official? Absolutely there was intent. He stuck his arms out and pushed the official, period. It was not, oh, by mistake, I was trying to get to another guy and I ran into the official. He pushed the official. You just got to watch it. On replays, he pushed the official big time. So, try to see if I can pull I knew, up. I knew he was gone right then and there. Well, my my problem, my question is that why wasn't um, Ken Austin? Good question. When he did it. Is that illegal? What? For a coach to hit an official? That's correct. Yeah, that's not a good thing. You're not supposed to do that. Well, I know it's not a good thing, but is it illegal? Is there any no. rule in the rule book? Yes. <laughs> yes, there's a rule in the rule book. That the uh, no member of the team, uh, I, I I don't actually know the wording of it. Regardless of who they are, is allowed to make contact with an official. I 
I can go hunt down the road if you want, but I don't think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you just go up and push an official, no matter who you are. I don't think it matters whether you're a referee or a, or excuse me, a, a coach or a player. I don't think it really matters. You can't go up and make contact with a referee. No, you get thrown out, and the cops get called. Mm-hmm. That's what happened when my dad did it. I don't know if the cops got called in this case, but I'm just pulling up a video now because I didn't see the incident. I'm trying to figure it out here. Um, oh, yeah, he, he he ran right through him, basically. Yeah, he's his arms are his arms are stressed out. Oh, yeah, he, pushed he pushed him right over. Yeah, I'll gotta, I'm watching it I'll right now. To, I'll send a link to you here, uh, see, uh, Christopher, so I can so you can uh, you can see it too here. But he definitely pushes him on in on purpose. On the original um, on the original um, view, you can't really see it, but when you, it shows the replay uh, from a different angle. You can see he clearly pushed him down because he was trying to get yeah. at the other player, and the referee was in his way, so he kind of pushed. So he pushed him down. Well, that's why the referee's supposed to be there. He's supposed to be in your way. Exactly. But yeah, he, he clearly pushed him. Oh, come on! I'm waiting. Okay, here comes the play. Okay, Mazzoli passes it out. Out of bounds. Oh, that was abusive. Oh, what an idiot. Oh, he... Oh, what an idiot. Uh, how did he not get killed? And then he, he grabbed ba- the guy's face mask? He basically pushed the referee over the back of the Hamilton player that was on the ground. That was injured yep. because of yep. the, he did a flying suplex on him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that was like major, major penalty. Yeah. Did, so that, after, did that, cost, that cost Ottawa 30 yards? Yeah, yeah. and he got kicked yep. out of the game. And he got kicked out of the game. He should also I be suspended did. for that. It should have cost them more than that. It should have cost them 55 yards. No. No, it should have cost them 30, 40 yards. Is that you 40, get 25? It, sh- it should have been a 25-yard penalty for the ejection. Mm-hmm. And 15 for the unnecessary roughness. That's 40 yards, not 30. You could, you, you could also tack on another 15 for the face mask after, too. You could. Yep, you could. So 55 yards. <laughs> Boom, that's half the field. Jonathan mm-hmm. Gross should consider Just give Hamilton much. a touchdown. They just give him seven points and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, wow. This is just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. He, he, They've got to suspend him for that. They, they, they cannot let that go. <sighs> If they let that go with no suspension, that sets a really bad precedence. It, it, you're correct. That was, it, he, that was a flagrant abuse. There, there's no reason for him to be allowed to do to continue playing football this year. 
No, that that's crap. Yeah. No, I got no no. Yeah. It, 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 what an idiot! I understand the heat of the moment sort of stuff, but you know what? You just hurt your team. Obviously, that team didn't get hurt by it, but man, what a moron! You know what? Yeah. Football is football is played with emotions, but it has to be controlled emotions. You can't go off like that. Yeah, that's over emotional, though. Yeah. You got to be. I understand playing with emotion, but um, there is a. But you have to control it. There's a line, and he crossed it. He jumped over it, as a matter of fact. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's that's just wrong on many, many, many levels. Okay. I I could talk about this guy for any, a long time. I I. I don't know why. It just pisses me off. Okay, let's get into something really interesting here. Dave Dickinson, Calgary Stampeders head coach, longtime CFL uh, quarterback coach. He's been in this, this league for more than 20 years. And on the sidelines, he makes a comment. Now, it's been... His comments have been taken out of context um, because not all the entire comment has been been published. Most of the time, he just says "fucking Canadians," and what he really said was "fucking Canadian mafia." And I believe that I believe that he is referring to the president, general manager, and coach of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who are all Canadians. And I think that's the only team in the CFL that that it exists. I don't know if it's ever happened before. But the penalty was right in front of the bench, and the referees called it. So he is basically suggesting that there is a conspiracy in the CFL to assist the Canadians. Now, I don't care how stupid or ridiculous your conspiracy theory is. There's usually an element of truth to it. How much? We're not sure. In this case, do you believe that there is any type of favoritism to... He couldn't just come out with a Canadian Mafia name spur of the moment. This is something that he's been calling them for quite some time. And yeah. got caught doing it on national television. Do you believe that Dave Dickinson has any type of um, grounds to make this claim, Charles? Well, like you said, I don't think he just came up with it spur of the moment. That's a pretty weird thing to say just out of the blue. Um, I don't know if he has any... Uh, you know, evidence or something to back it up. But I'm thinking he picked that phrase and that name for a reason. So I'd be interested to hear if anybody else uh, has discussed this term. There's something there. I don't know what. But it's a very interesting thing. Like you said, it's um, 
one of those phrases uh, um, that just, you know, it piques your interest when you hear it. Uh, and I know a lot of people got bent out of shape when they thought he said fucking Canadians and stuff like that. But in reality, if there's something to what he said, what he said is actually worse. Because it's implying that there's uh, shady dealings going on. So uh, I know there was an original outrage, but I don't know. What does it mean? What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe he has something there, but I don't know. It's just interesting what he said, and um, I'd be interested to learn more about it. I know they've kind of played it down uh, after that, and even Michael Shea, uh, saying, oh, I've talked to Dickinson, you know, we're okay and stuff like that. You would think that O'Shea would be, you know, upset and the Bombers would be upset with uh, um, being, um, you know, classified as that. But it almost seems like the Bombers just want to sweep it under the rug and make it go away. So, hmm, it's interesting. It's hard to, it's hard to really... Um, to uh, really figure out, but I, it's definitely interesting. Okay. Um, Will, what do you think? Is this another um, Bo Levi Mitchell coming out and saying something that everybody knows, but nobody else is willing to say? You know what? And I just, I just watched it four times while Charles was talking. And what I get out of it is he says, how come all the penalties happen in front of Mike O'Shea? And then he says, Canadian Mafia or whatever. Fucking Canadian Mafia. So, say it, Will. Yeah, fucking Canadian Mafia. You know what? And and you know me, I'm not a, I'm not a conspiracy conspiracy theorist guy but you know what I'm sitting at the game yesterday and I'm watching this and I'm thinking there's seven or eight penalties against Calgary before there's one against Winnipeg and my little tinfoil silver hat starts to peek out from underneath my baseball hat but then I cover it up again okay because you know I I don't know I I mean I, I don't think well, I mean, once again, football's an emotional game. Dave Dickinson let his emotions take over. Um, I, I think he's a very, very, very intelligent man, and I don't think he just blurts things out for the heck of blurting things out. Mm-hmm. So... Is there any truth to it? Sometimes there's truth to these things. Maybe well, not completely. Every conspiracy has a, an element of truth to it. Okay, sure. So it somewhere, does. otherwise you would never have come up with this concept, right? Right. So somewhere there's a little bit of truth in that. There could be a lot of truth. There could be 100 percent truth. We don't know. But well, and and in especially with him, I read an article. I read an article today, and it said that that term Canadian mafia, mafia refers to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers management staff, and it's a common name amongst everybody in the CFL. So, okay, um, that's interesting. 
but you know, really? I mean, yeah. Well, they must be called that for a reason. Uh, you don't just get a name like that out of uh, out of uh, niceness or kindness, as they're called. That's not something you really want to be called. So, my question is, if that's what they're called, why? I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, it is. I, um, I, I think. think I think it's. I think it's blown out of proportion. Okay. Once again. In the heat of the battle, um, Dave Dickinson has a pretty squeaky clean record, and now they have something on him. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if there's more stuff in the agenda later on down the road, but I, I watched all the press conferences for the Stampeders yesterday after the game, and they're all very angry right now. Who are? And I, the Bombers? The Stampeders. The Stampeders. No, the Stampeders. Why are they angry? Why are they angry? Um, well, when they interviewed Bo Levi Mitchell, I mean, one of the first questions they say and they asked him was, so, so, okay, you made the Grey Cup, and, and, and obviously um, you haven't forgot about the two losses in the Grey Cup. And he looked at the reporter and said, "Yeah, I haven't forgot forgot about them because you guys keep on reminding me every day." There actually is something and, on the agenda on this. You're right. Yeah, and Dave Dickinson also made some pretty nasty remarks to the media as well about certain things. So I, I don't know if that's a smokescreen to make them, you know, right away look like the underdogs coming up on Sunday. So, who knows? Maybe it's maybe he's trying to get his team motivated by being the, you know, the underdogs, always getting picked on, and nobody wants them to win, and blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So they're they're pissed off. They're angry. They're motivated. They're moving into this Grey Cup game on the proper with the proper mindset. They're they're angry and they're pissed off. They they have a chip on their shoulder and they need to prove to this league that they're not the bridesmaid that everybody calls them. Is that what you're telling? Yeah, pretty much in the chokers. I mean that's a common thing in all of our in all of our CFL threads. Goalie by Mitchell is the biggest choker of all time and blah, 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 blah. You know, which, hey, he's lost two great cups. I guess you call him a choker, but isn't that a team thing? He's lost no. three, no. has Two. No, two, and won one. Two. He won he's one. Two, two. You sure? Yes, two in a yeah. row, yes. This he won four in a row. He won fourteen, lost sixteen and seventeen. Yeah, that's correct. One fourteen. And then fifteen was Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. And then and the last two years. Yep. No. And, and eighteen. No, hang on. 
No, we're in 18 now, Christopher. Oh, right. He can't, he, he, well, he's out. He hasn't oh, lost. Right. He, yes. he, hasn't he lost might, but he hasn't yet. I'm just, okay, I'm a little bit ahead of things, okay? I'm a little bit ahead of things. Yeah, but if you remember correctly, if you remember correctly, we haven't finished yet. You haven't said, Christopher. I'm very disappointed in you. Did you? Did you? Could you? Could you tell me who picked the Stampeders and who picked Winnipeg in our group and and who won that one? I'm not sure who oh, it was. Hang on, hang on. Let me let me look because I can tell you exactly who did this. Where where I have it here. Where did it go? Because, oh my goodness, I gotta stop letting people be at my desk because everything gets moved around. Mm-hmm. I've got a little piece of paper here that's got these two games on them, and if I remember correctly, one, two, and three people that was Will, Charles, and all picked Hamilton to win, and CJ is the one who picked. Ottawa to win. Is that correct? Am I correct there, guys? Hang on. Hey, oh, I found it. Look at that. Charles picked Hamilton 31-28. Will picked Hamilton 36-32. And Mark picked them 44-37. And CJ picked Ottawa. And I think at the time he said he could have done it 2-1 to one or 58-4. or It didn't really matter because nobody else was willing to stick their neck out on, on, on the better team. And uh, – CJ pulls the, the, the <laughs> Ottawa game here and gets gets the gold star, right? Okay. And again in the Winnipeg Calgary game, Charles picks Winnipeg. Twenty eight twenty two. Mark picks him thirty one twenty seven. Well, you gotta expect Mark to pick Winnipeg because he's like a bomber fan, so you can't blame him for being a homer. And CJ picked Winnipeg twenty six twenty four. And, but Will picked Calgary 38-17. And just for the record, so, Will, you get the gold star there. You're correct. You know, CJ and Will gets, get, gets points for this weekend. I was tempted to pick Calgary for this game just because, just so that Will had some competition there. And you want to know what my score was going to be? And it's, this is kind of funny because I was going to pick 24-12. I would have been bang That's almost. what I was going to pick. I was going to pick 24-12 for Calgary, and I said, no, it's not, but it's going to be a close game. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, but I didn't. So I, I just thought that that was kind of funny that uh, I should have done that because no time this year did I get within four points of any score. So, I'm well, actually, I got four points the other day, and you guys got three. So that pissed me off. Okay, so, yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Where are we? Let's go on to another segment here. We've done Dave Dickinson here. He's toast. So do you think there's going to be disciplinary action to Dave Dickinson? Uh, no, I don't. There probably should, but I don't think there will be. Well, what do you think? I, I know you I don't, don't think he did wrong. I don't, I don't think there should be... Um, did did Jason Moss get in trouble for beating up the uh, water cans on the sidelines? But they're his water cans. He didn't insult his. Did Jason did Jason Moss get in ab- trouble for for tearing he, he, apart he, headphones? Didn't abuse his opponent's headphones. 
He did not abuse his opponent's Gatorade container. He abused his own stuff. Dave Dickinson abused, verbally, the opposing team's management. There should be consequences to that. Give me a break. No, there should be. Give me a break. Give me a break. How, how, okay, the only reason that would happen is because a mic happened to pick it up. How many, I got to try and do this politically correct, on the field, how many comments do you think are made by players to each other? Um, I've even seen players talking to coaches as they're running down the sidelines. I've seen coaches talk to players. It's just the mic was in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Yeah. Hey, I, and I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think I anything should happen. Okay. The next thing you know, they're going to, they're going to start penalizing people for thoughts in their head. Okay, for example, on. hold on. For example, this daughter, this, what's his first name? This Rose guy, Jonathan Rose. Jonathan Rose. Jonathan yeah. Rose. Okay. When he did that, you know what I thought, right? And you didn't hear me say it, did you? Right? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I think I do. Okay. I I just you know what? How come how come people don't get penalized when you hear the word Fuck on national TV when the mic is closed. Well, because there's no law against that. There's no law about saying fucking mafia easier either. Okay, but hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There is, in a way, and if you look at it from an, uh, a different perspective, okay, and I know we're going to do this, we're, and this might be a bit of a stretch, and I'm sure you're going to say that it is. But you're not allowed to insult somebody on the field due to their race. And you're not allowed to insult somebody on the field because of their sexual orientation. So are you allowed okay. to abuse somebody on the field because of their nationality and their criminal organization? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like I said, okay. you're going to say that there's a stretch there. Okay. Okay, let me ask you this then. When these guys are mic'd up, do you think do you think they watch themselves carefully? But they probably should, but I'm sure they don't. Verbally wise, okay? Because you're not allowed to abuse other people's nationality or their sexual orientation. Do you think that happens on the field? I, I know it does. Oh, I'm sure it okay. does. Okay. 100%. O- okay. And the only problem is there's not a mic close enough to catch it. Okay. But here's the thing. If a mic was close enough to catch it and it did catch that, that person would probably be fined. Yes, and has been. 
Do, do you remember Khalif Mitchell when he made that comment, derogatory comment on Twitter about the Chinese immigrants? On Twitter. Yeah. Was it Twitter? Yeah, it was on Twitter. Okay, on Twitter. And the league fined him, and there was calls for his suspension. And he on it, and I, I don't know. We could, we could, I could say all sorts of bad things right now, but he, he confessed to us that he actually didn't know that that was a bad word. So they okay. did not know it was a derogatory term for Chinese. And uh, I'm going, where have you been? Under a rock? Well, I just... The country I came I just, from. I, I don't know. I I, I, I just... I, I mean, coaches yap at referees all the time, okay? 90% of the time, they don't get a flag. True. Okay, so I think there is a tolerance level. And, you know, Dave Dickinson. And, I mean, the, the the play that we're talking about, it was, I thought it was a questionable block, to be honest with you, that they called the penalty on. And if you remember correctly, Dave Dickinson also didn't have a challenge left to challenge that play. Or did he challenge it? Uh, I no, I think he challenged. He, he challenged. No. no, no, he challenged the one before that, where they got the other touchdown called back. So, I don't know. It's an emotional game. He was probably upset, and he probably didn't think there was a, a microphone in earshot. So, mind you, if we could hear it on the microphone, the guy yelled it. Okay. Yeah, so, it wasn't. Wasn't under. Uh, his no, breath. it wasn't a whisper. It wasn't a whisper. So I don't know. Well, the officials probably clearly heard it and didn't think it needed to be penalized. Well, we you never know. It's hard to tell. I don't think he's going to get fined for it. If and he might, uh, I can't say for sure. I don't think he will. You see, and, I, and I'm thinking, because I keep on watching this on TV in front of me, and I think what Dave Dickinson's problem was is that holding call on the run back was right in front of Mike O'Shea. And I'm sure Mike O'Shea's looking for that stuff, and he's probably screaming for anything and everything that happens, especially when they score a touchdown. And now that I watched this replay a couple of times, yeah, it was... It was a hold by the definition of hold, okay? Um, would the guy have gotten loose to tackle him? Uh, I don't know. And there's three other guys who missed him after that. So, I don't know. But I'm sure Dave was just upset in general because his team sucked yesterday for a good part of the game. So, Go ahead. I don't know. I'm willing to move on from Dave Dickinson. (laughs) Okay, next one. Calgary Stampeders have been complaining about many people saying that they're not the team they used to be. Do they have a valid complaint, or have they taken a step back this season? 
I think we have gone over this one umpteen billion times. They have taken a huge step backwards this year, but they reached down deep and found the way to win. And that's kind of what the Calgary Stampeders do. And as Will started at the beginning of this game, he said that Bo Levi Mitchell was off this year and uh, off in this game. And I said, he's been off all year. And both of those are true statements. So, have they taken a step back? Yes, they have. They're not the and team I they used to be. I disagree. They're not the team they used to be. I disagree. They're still good. They're just not as good. I disagree. <laughs> okay. Well, you're welcome to get, disagree, Will. If everybody agreed that. on this show, okay. and no, no, but you will all agree to that. You will all agree to this. And you could just go back on any episode of the podcast from the beginning of the year up until three or four or five weeks ago. I kept on saying that this is the best Stampeders team I've seen in 10 years. And I really believe it is. 10 years. And I really believe it is. Right now? The team that we're looking at right now. No, the team the team that has been in here for the most part the whole season, other than after they got all the injuries to the receivers. Do you remember four or five weeks ago, we were always talking about Calgary, Montreal, and everybody else? That's no, true. we weren't talking yeah. about Montreal. Oh, yes, Calgary at the top, they Montreal at the, the bottom, and everybody in between. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a huge separation. At the top, and Montreal isn't at the bottom anymore. So that is um, correct. Well, yeah, I understand what you're saying is that at the beginning of the season, Calgary looked unstoppable. What were they like, eight and zero or nine and zero or something before they lost their I first can't, game? I can't even remember. I can't even remember now. Yeah, they they were they were a force to be reckoned with, but then the wheels fell off the bus, and they had a plethora. Of injuries, okay? Without doubt, they had more injuries than any other team in this league. So, I don't know. I, I don't think you're disrespecting them by saying they're not the team that they were in the past because they're not. They have got too many injuries. Is that putting them down? I don't think that's putting them down. It's just a stating a fact. Mm-hmm. I don't believe they're as good a team today as they were in week five. Well, of course not. Absolutely okay. not. They've taken a step backwards, and it was a big step backwards to lose four games in a row. Three games in a row. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. Just felt like four. Christopher, Christopher, don't ever ask me anything about the Stampeders, okay? no. I know. No, that's not the question. That's not here. what you're supposed to say. Don't ever challenge me on something about the Stampeders. Fine, challenge me, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I, I know get Dave Dickens. I know Dave Dickens' underwear size. Dave Dickens' underwear size, Christopher. For that God's I don't sake. want to know about. Okay. And I don't want to know why you know that. Yeah, that's that. That's more important. <laughs> okay. Oh, poor. Here's a, here's a conversation starter from Brad Harrison. O'Shea takes Bomber Cup drought to heart. <laughs> well, you're only responsible well, for five 
the 28, okay? You think after five years that he, he could at least take this team to the next level, but nope. I think it's time for him to go. Time for him to go. Are they going to fire him? No. I don't think so. No, I don't believe so. No. 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 So then have, have we seen all the coach firings this year that we're going to see? Um, probably. Right? I mean, they, hey, they said that. Hey, uh, just Sherman as you, Christopher, here. just as you said that, there was an update on my phone that that uh, the St. Louis Blues head coach just got fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I know. Not but I don't know. Is there anybody else going to get fired this year? Let's take a look at it. Um, Wally Guano. He quit. Oh, he's retired. Jason Moss. Retired. Jason Moss. He they already said no. Yep. Dave Dickinson, if he loses his third Grey Cup in a row, is is he going to get fired? Um, uh, sure, John Halfnagel could fire him because Dave Dickinson would have another head coaching job in what, would you say? Three minutes? Half an hour? Maybe you mean in BC? Anywhere. They'd be lining up at his door. No, so no that's not going to happen. So that's not going to happen. Okay. Chris Jones. Is Chris Jones going to get fired? I would say not, but I think he should. Uh, I don't think he's going to, no. Mike O'Shea. No. I don't think so either. No. Okay. Okay. June Jones. He might quit, no, but um, he's only had the program for a year and a half. You yeah. got to give him more time than that. Yeah, not arguing. So I just asked the question. Okay. So then say the answer is no. No. Okay, Mark Trasman. Oh, he's been fired. Well, you know what? Just going back to June Jones for a minute. There was an interesting tweet just put out by CFL News. Discussing Bruno Jones, and here's what it says. I'll just read it because this just came up as we were talking about it, which is a little bit creepy. But it says here that June Jones is contractually obligated, contractually signed up to coach the Tiger Cats next season, but he doesn't know what the future holds for him. Tiger Cats assistant coach Orlando Steinauer is considered a favorite to take one of the CFL's head coaching openings, which includes the Argos job. If the Argos, if the Ticats think that they're going to lose Orlando Steinhauer to the Argos, I think they get rid of uh, June Jones and keep Steinhauer. They don't want him going to the Argos. I wouldn't. No. No. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't make Steinhauer a head coach. Okay. Why? Well, you've said this numerous times, Christopher. Defensive guys usually don't make great head coaches. Yeah, but that's and and I'm telling you that Noel Thorpe and Orlando Steinauer are the next head coaches in this league. 
doesn't make mean it right. Doesn't make it right. Oh, okay. In my opinion, but it doesn't mean it's gonna, not going to happen. Okay. Right. I wouldn't do it. But, I would never hire a defensive guy to be a head coach. But there's only isn't there only one vacancy in the CFL right now? Two. 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 BC Two. Toronto. Oh right, Toronto. BC. I forgot about them. They didn't fire anybody. He quit. They didn't fire anybody. There's only one coach been fired, but there isn't two vacancies. After all now, these years, Wally Buono was a quitter. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. So, um, now, since we're talking about coaches and speculation and having fun, uh, Jason Moss has uh, had his coaching position confirmed for 2019. A lot of people say that this is a ploy to keep Mike Riley in Edmonton. So my question is, if Mike Ed, uh, Mike Riley leaves Edmonton in free agency for another team, BC Lions, um, do they then fire Jason Moss because he should have been? I don't think Either. so because not at that point. Okay, so here's my question. If this is true or if there's some sense to this, uh, when Mike Riley signs, do they fire Jason Moss the second game of the season? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, good question. Anyhow, that's that's just that's just a thought. Okay, I'm having fun with that one. Okay, so uh, yeah, coaching positions. There's only two coaches, uh, to- two coaching positions available. I have this feeling that. Ed Hervey is not going to hire a head coach with experience. He's never done that before. Uh, I don't think so either. He always promotes somebody from somewhere else, Jason Moss and Chris Jones. Uh, Unless Mark Tressman is wrapped up in gift paper and deposited on his desk, I don't think he's going that route. So can I assume that – because Ed Hervey was the GM in, in BC this year, that what's his face, your offensive coordinator, was he Ed Hervey's choice? No, he was Wally Buono. Oh, that was Wally Buono's, Wally Buono's choice. Oh, was it? Okay. Because I was thinking if he was Hervey. Yeah, I was thinking if he was Hervey's choice, Hervey's going to make him the head coach. Hang on. It's a, it's a high possibility because. Jarius Jackson was a coach in Edmonton when Ed Hervey was there. Yep. Yep. Okay. So they have history. And, and, and Jarius heard... Jackson was really angry because he was not offered the offensive coordinator's position in BC. It was given to Kahari Grant. And he booked it over Kahari Jones. Kahari Jones. Jones. That's Bakari Grant, not Kahari Grant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm... Doodling. Don't you know, say they all look alike, please. <laughs> no, that's your line. I would never say that. <laughs> Sorry. My guess is that he would be the probably the only um, Lions um, assistant that would get consideration. I know a lot of people are saying, Mark Washington, I'm sorry, the guy's not ready. I'm not convinced Jerry Jackson's ready. 
But he was yeah, neither one of them be ready. The only one. And I honestly don't believe that Mark Washington's ready to be a defensive coordinator yet. Yeah, I think that's still an open question. Looking at their defense in the Eastern semifinal, wasn't all that impressive. Nope. Okay, you know what was impressive this year, and I don't believe Mark Weddle's theory on this. You have to admit, the Bombers' defense was good this year. Oh, they were. Despite despite having Richie Hall as the coach. Well, I honestly, and, Winnipeg's defense was the best part of their team, was it not? Yep. And honestly, well, I talked to... I've talked to an insider who knows Richie Hall really well. He knows Richie Hall personally, and Richie Hall told him that a lot of the players just finally got his defensive system this year. And maybe that took Adam Big Hill. You never know. Because, I mean, let's face it, the middle linebacker is the quarterback of the defense. Yep. We know that. Who knows? Richie Hall is getting long in the tooth, though, so. It'll be interesting. No doubt about it. Oh, yep. and just so you guys know, just so you guys know, this is the second, this is the second last show I'm doing this year. What do you What's mean? That? It's the second last show I'm doing this year. Why? Because Calgary's going to lose, I, and then you're going to hide your head in the no, sand and not come back. I just said it's the second last show this year that I'm doing. Why? I need to take a, I need to take a break for three or four weeks. I think. Really? Yeah. You've never missed a show, Will, except for when you were in the I know that. Yeah, I know that, but I'm just I'm 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 kinda tired and I need a break. I'm not I'm not very fresh anymore. Well, I think we should do one or two shows after the Grey Cup and then call it till the new year. Well yeah, I mean I'm I'm thinking we'll do the show after the Grey Cup and then I think I'm done for this year. I could be wrong, but who knows? Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it, and I don't necessarily mm-hmm. disagree with. You. I've got a lot going on in my life, and I, yeah. after the Grey Cup, we're going to go down to one show a week for sure. Go back yeah, like we, we normally do in the off season. Yeah, and uh, and typically we around the holidays, around Christmas time, we don't do shows the the usually the last two weeks of December. Yeah. So, I, you know, unless something major happens, like somebody gets fired or traded or something like that, then there's really not much to discuss during the, the holiday season anyhow, right? Yeah. Not really. Not really. Yep. Well, then, let's uh, let, let's talk about that later, okay? We'll so talk about it. Let's, yeah. Let's move on with this agenda here. Where are we? I got two agendas in front of me. One of them's for a non-profit organization that I'm president of, and one is this podcast. 
Which one do you think is more important? Uh, never mind. Okay. Um, the Ottawa Citizen article talks about the progression in CFL kickers from the past up until now being a kicker become a more serious position than it was in decades past. No. I don't Who think it's any... any more important now than it was 20 years ago because it was fucking important all the time. <laughs> Three points is better than no points. Let's face Hell it. yeah. Well, I'm actually going to kind of disagree because I was reading through the article and it made some good points. Back in like the 50s and 60s and stuff like that, even I believe into the 70s, they didn't even have a dedicated kicker. They would just pick another guy off the roster, and guys like they mentioned in the article, guys like uh, Don Don Southern was one guy. Uh, they mentioned they mentioned a few different guys in there. That they were guys that were all in the Hall of Fame, but they also just used them as kickers too because um, they were not. Um, just dedicated uh, kickers. They were guys that they just—it was a position that was basically looked upon as a nothing position, and just get any of like Larry Robinson, Tommy Joe Coffey is another one, Don Southern. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Wally did some punting when he was a player uh, with Montreal. Yeah. Uh, Julio Caravetta was a third-string quarterback, and he used to do kicking for the Lions. But now you don't see that a- anymore at all. You see uh, dedicated kickers. You don't see guys that are kicking that are, um, you know, also linebackers and stuff like that. So I think it's changed over the years to be more of a, um, what's the, I guess, more of a uh, a skill position. I know, and I know the old joke, and Will brought it up before. Actually, he's not really joking when he says that, that kickers aren't really football players. And there's some merit to that, but at the same time, it's become sort of a position where they're, they're getting specialists. It's even now becoming more and more rare to see a place kicker and a punter. You're seeing a lot more teams nowadays than they did before. Uh, Sam Peters. Using, yeah, using two different guys to do those two jobs. So I think it has evolved. Now, obviously, they're not in the physical you know, play that many of the other positions do, but I do think it has become more of a specialized uh position than it was a couple decades ago. Okay, I, I want you guys to go over to YouTube and and search for um, players being blown up by kickers or something like this because I saw some a, a video clip the other day where kickers were the last man and it, it, taking out the runner back coming back and he absolutely annihilates them. Absolutely annihilates the runner. So, I mean, these were physical attacks by a kicker. Noel Prefontaine was great for that. Yeah. He was awesome for that. I liked him because he'd try and run guys over. He used to just pound guys. He loved doing stuff like that. He took no prisoners. As opposed to Osvaldison who'd run the other way, okay? Yeah. Well, I know Lou Pisaglia was in the Lions. He had to make some tackles, and almost evidently any time he made a tackle, he got hurt. Well, and how bizarre, was, how bizarre was that on the Bombers this year that the third-string quarterback played on special teams too, okay? He had a saving tackle in Saskatchewan. 
Who's that? Bennett. Yes, He's that's a right. String quarterback. So. That's a good point. Oh. Since we're just talking about stuff, what do you guys think of the theory that Bo Levi Mitchell is really a secret member of the Cobra Kai? Okay. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Okay. You mean Sorry. Cobra Kai from the Karate Kid? From the Karate Kid? Yes, sir. Yeah. Where did you see that? Oh, it was on. It was on one of the pages because he's wearing that headband now all the time. Okay, and he said he kind of looked like, if you remember the first Karate Kid, the blonde kid who was the villain, yeah, <laughs> Bo yeah, Levi Mitchell yeah. kind of looks kind of looks like him. Okay, <laughs> kind of looks more. If you you wouldn't know this, but uh, Lillian Vanderzam. Oh God, she always wore one of those um, headbands. Right? Mm-hmm. That is true. Anyhow. We'll probably doesn't know who we're talking about. Lillian Vanderzam was the wife of the former premier of BC, Bill Vanderzam. Why do I hear Correct. crickets? I, I don't know. Do you hear crickets or are you just I'm just expecting? I'm only kidding. I'm just kidding. I said that and there was like no sound. Yeah, well, it, it's kind of weird. Anyhow. Yeah. Jonathan Lawrence was the character. John Lawrence played by William Zabka. There you go. Yeah, William yeah. Zabka. He's the head of the Cobra. He wasn't the head of the Cobra Kai, but you know who I'm talking about, right? He was in the new TV show, but not in the movies. He wasn't. John Kreese was the head of the Cobra Kai. Yep. And uh, he was played by Martin Kolb. Why do we go and look these things up? It's I don't know. Really but, uh, here I am thinking it's Cobra- Breakup Week, and we're talking about the Karate Kid. <laughs> because why well, wouldn't we? I really don't give a shit about the Great Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's move on from kickers because they're done. I'm tired of them. Um, we got still got half an hour left in the show, but we, we should probably talk more on the kickers. Now we won't. In the Eastern Final on Sunday, the Red Blacks quarterback Trevor Harris threw six touchdown passes, setting a new CFL record. Has that performance moved him into the conversation to be considered an elite quarterback? Okay. My definition of an elite quarterback means that you have to do this all the time. When we're talking about a good Trevor Harris and a bad Trevor Harris, you cannot possibly put him into the category of being elite. That being said, we've always talked about a good Hank and a bad Hank. True. And I think there's a lot of people that would say that Henry Burris was an elite quarterback. A lot of people would say that. And nobody throws six touchdown passes all the time. In fact, it had never been done before in a playoff game until Sunday. Yeah. 
So I don't know if I give him elite status yet, but he's probably closer now than he was. I yeah, I don't don't think he's in elite status. I mean, no. he hasn't done anything. It was Henry Burst that won the Grey Cup for Ottawa. He's right. gone to the Grey Cup before and lost. Yeah, uh, he hasn't really done anything in in you know yes three times in four years in the CFL. The Ottawa Red Blacks have gone to the Grey Cup three times, right? Yeah. Impressive. Three, yeah, three Grey Cup appearances, an appearance in the Eastern Final, and a two-win season in five years. One of these things is not like the other. So, yeah, so, you know, in saying that, he, he hasn't done anything. No. So I'm 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 hesitant to give him the elite status type of title. Uh, ask me again in seven days. Yeah, we'll see how the Grey Cup shakes out, and then we can start talking about that. But if, if, one way yeah, or another, with an actually does something in the Grey Cup, actually comes out and performs. Now you got to realize that I really haven't seen Trevor Harris put a cup, two good games together back to back, and That's he what just has the Ottawa game. fans. Right? He just had an amazing yeah. game. So, is he going to be able to repeat that? And if he does, then he's taken a step forward. Oh, yeah. But, quite frankly, I don't see him putting up six touchdown passes against Calgary's defense. You never know, but I think that's a long shot. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah, no, I don't think I would. I would give him the elite status type of title there. Will, you haven't said anything on this. Well, let's wait till after the Grey Cup. Wins the Grey Cup, I think he's got elite status. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I, I, I think he's got elite status if he wins the Grey Cup. He's got another Grey Cup ring. It's got to say something. Mm-hmm. He gets a Grey Cup ring next next week, or you know after that. Basically, the owner owner one, even though they don't get it till next year. Um, <laughs> he's got more Grey Cups than uh, Levi. Yep. Who does? Trevor, Trevor Harris. No, he doesn't. He's got the same amount. One. He gets right. one if for he the wins Henry next, If he wins this he, week, though. Oh, if he wins this week. If he week, wins yeah. this week. I mean, uh, I think it's going to be a very, 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 very pro-Ottawa crowd next weekend. You think so? In Alberta? Yep. Yep. I would have thought the well, other way. I can't, see, I can't see anybody in Edmonton cheering for Calgary. Well, my thought I was that there would be a lot of people of coming Roger up from there cheering for Calgary. Well, the Ryder fans don't cheer for anybody. They boo everybody except the Riders. Right. Make sure you bring your gun next week, too, Charles. I don't have one. Why are you telling me that? That's scaring me. Well, because the ho- the the neighborhood the hotel is in. 
It's a little sketchy, my friend. <laughs> I didn't book it. Charles? <laughs> yep. Are, are you are you flying up or driving? We're flying. He's flying. Too bad. Because you could have stopped by Merritt and brought, borrowed a couple of my guns. Oh, good. I don't want to drive through the Rockies in the w- November. Yeah, yep. well. No guts, no glory. I guess. <laughs> okay. Geez, that took all of four minutes. Okay, we're going to jump off that. Trevor Harris, I don't know. Will, yeah, you're, Will, you're not calling him as, as, as an elite until next week, Ken. Nor am I. No, because he, he hasn't. He's had up and down games this year. Some days he looks horrible. Some days he looks fantastic. Did he look so good against Hamilton because it was Hamilton? Um, do I think he'll throw six touchdown passes against Calgary? Not a chance. It might not all be the Ottawa red black receivers, but he may do it. Okay. So do you pick sixes count as touchdown passes? Well, I don't know. Not, not, um, not, not officially for the quarterback. No, no, it's not a good thing. I'm pretty sure that's not a good thing. Was it uh, you know, somebody this year? Some of you this year uh, completed three out of four passes, and all three of them, the three receptions were to the other team. Was that Johnny yeah. Manziel? Yep. Or, or was that Matt Nichols in that one game in Saskatchewan when he kept throwing interceptions? Don't know. Might have both of them. Fall there. Yep. Okay. Jumping on, Saskatchewan defensive end Willie Jefferson has been drawing interest from teams in the NFL. Do we think he's good enough to make it down south? And what other pending free agents could possibly draw NFL interest? Well, I'm going to put it out there that Bo Levi Mitchell's going to go down to the NFL and rip it up. Do we think Willie Jefferson is good enough? He's about the only guy on that defense that needs to be kept in, in Saskatchewan. I know I don't think they're going to take keep Charlton Hughes unless they lose Willie Jefferson. Then they'll keep Charlton Hughes, even though he did lead the league in sacks. I don't think know. he's at least good enough to get a look. Whether he sticks or not, I don't know. But someone will probably want to take a look at him. I don't think he's big enough to be a defensive end in the NFL. That would be my concern, is that he's size-wise, he's not quite the prototypical guy you see in the NFL. Okay, so then is he, does he have the temperament or the right skill set to be a linebacker in the NFL? I think it's tough uh, when you have the... um, you know, you're used to playing at the defensive end just to switch up and go to a linebacker. I'm not sure how easy that is. I don't know. And he might be a little bit too big to be a linebacker, so he's kind of almost in between there. He might be good enough. I don't know. Well, you know, I'm saying if he's not big enough to be a defensive end, 
Linebackers are a little bit teenier. And look at Adam Big Hill wasn't big enough to be a linebacker in the NFL. No. And he's and um, Big or um, Jefferson's bigger than uh, Big Hill was. Big Hill. So he might be have the um, the skill to play linebacker, but again, I'll believe it when I see it. Very the odds of an NFL player, a CFL player going to the NFL and being successful are slim to nil. Yeah. Uh, how many players? How many people have done it that you know of? Cameron three, Wake. Uh, three, yeah. four. Yeah, I mean, in the last little while. Cameron Wake, Jeff Garcia. No, Jeff Garcia doesn't count. That's not the uh, last we're going little while. Back too far. Well, then you go. Well, yeah, but then in the last little while, who? Other than I don't Cameron think Cameron Wake. Wake really either. Right. What? I don't was, think yeah, Cameron Wake counts either. Yeah, because that was about a Why? decade ago. Because that's a that decade like 10 ago. Years ago. Okay. But uh, recently, then, then? Very few. Yeah, recently. Get last three, four years. I okay, nobody. So if you go to think of one. First, fifth, 2018. Um. We had Christian Covington was on the roster of the Texan Houston, uh, Houston Texans. He was a former BC Lion. Sinkfield is released. Brett Boyko is on the roster of the LA Chargers, but he never really played in. in I was going to say he never came to the CFL. He was drafted, but I don't think he ever played here. Yeah. Dion Lacy, Tevon Smith. Uh, Brandon Zilstra. There's Isn't he one, back yeah. in the NFL? No. Nope. He's back? No, he's still nope. in the NFL. Okay. Uh, Kenny Ladler. He's on the practice roster of the Redskins. Uh, I, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to go there. Uh, you know no, he's a draft pick. That doesn't count. Yeah, I was going to say. These guys were not impact guys in the CFL. No. Uh, Brian Peters, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He's on the Texans. Uh, Jeff Knox Jr. has been released. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are draft picks. They don't count. Um, Nicholas rights don't count. Eric Harris from Hamilton is on the Raiders. Greg Vaughn. Van Rotten, former Argo on the Panthers, and Eli Anku on – no, he was a draft pick. Never mind. Draft pick, um, yeah. Brent Mayer, Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, nobody is just, like, ripping it up. Nobody ripped up the CFL and went down there. I mean, Right. Mhm. Yeah, so the track record is not very good. No. Especially yeah, for and, the and, you know, players. I understand that everybody has to make their shot at it. Everybody has to try because these Americans, this is their dream was to play in the NFL. It was never they never grew up dreaming about the CFL. They grew up dreaming of the NFL. So they they have to make the try. It, and and monetarily if nothing else. 
it makes sense to do it. But the success rate is so small. I mean, I think we named off half a dozen. Yep. It's just, it's not, I mean, there's a lot of them got on, got down there and got released or, you know, yada, yada, yada. And and a lot of them never came back. Okay. I mean, I don't think we have to worry about uh, Bo Levi Mitchell at all. And the reason is, I was listening. He was on the, well, other than that, he was on the the Horseman's podcast last week. And I listened to it. And (laughs) he's basically told him, told them that he is not going to even try the NFL if, are you ready? Are you sitting down? I like this guy because of his, (laughs) I call it confidence. You guys call it arrogance. He's not even going to go to the NFL, NFL unless he is guaranteed a starter's job. Yeah. Okay. That's not going to happen. Okay, so he he's, not he not, he's not he's not gonna case, he's, he's not, not gonna going hold it he's not gonna hold the clipboard for three years is what he says. Okay? So I, I'm thinking because he says he also if he doesn't go there he wants to you know, he's trying to make a legacy here in the CFL. So I still think we'll see him back unless Unless he's a total bullshitter and he's okay with practice roster money or third string quarterback money, yeah, like okay. never lied to the fans before. Well, he doesn't lie, in my opinion. But that's just me. So he thinks he's going to jump right into a twenty-five million dollar a year position. He has said. He has said, on numerous occasions that he is better than 17 of the NFL starters right now. And quite truthfully, you don't watch much NFL, Christopher, but I think the NFL doesn't have, there's a handful of great quarterbacks, okay? I'd say there's a dozen. The rest of them are all interchangeable. Well, if that's the case, he's not the best quarterback in our league. I still think there's at least three quarterbacks in this league that are better than he is, if not more. So does that mean that these guys are better than 17 of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL? No. But they don't come up here because they want play for pennies. We don't come up here because so, they're, they're making $5 million a year down there. Well, of course they are. But, I, I mean, I mean, I, uh, you know, and this also goes back to my opinion that the NFL product is not that much better than the CFL. It's different, okay? It's different. And half of those guys could not come here. I mean, you said how many guys – have we sent to the NFL that have been successful in the last three or four or five years? Not many. 
how many guys from the NFL have come here and have been successful? Not that many. Less. Yeah. Different games. Different games completely. So, I, I, I don't know. I... I like the people who still held out hope that Colin Kaepernick's going to come to the CFL. Yeah, and he wasn't—he wasn't a good quarterback in the NFL, anyways, in my mind. But he was just good enough. He's getting paid twenty-five million dollars by Nike. Yeah, what's he going to come to the CFL for? There you go. I would have come play for two hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. And put my body at risk every game. Sure. Forget your yeah. $25 million. I, I, whatever. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we're done with Willie Jefferson and any of these NFL wannabes because there really is nobody that I think that is worthy of it. There's nobody on the BC Lions this year that has any shot of going to the NFL, with the exception of Ty Long. Yeah, that's the one guy I think could – because he's a good kicker. They're always looking for kickers down there. If you remember, what was that other kicker? Richie Leone left the BC Lions, had an amazing leg. As good as Ty Long, he didn't keep down there either, did he? He's playing for who? Montreal? Yeah. Toronto? No, he's in Ottawa, I believe. Is he in Ottawa, Richie Leone? Yeah, yeah. Well, the one thing about Ty Long as opposed to Richie Leone, Ty Long is a much better field goal kicker. Richie Leone was a was a uh, um, a true punter every time. He's his true punter. Leone, yeah, he's a great punter, but couldn't kick field goals. No. Where Ty Long is actually kicking field goals. But down in the NFL, they don't have punters and field goal kickers being the same person. No, very rarely. You're right. So you can go down there and being a pure punter and make a ridiculous living. Mm-hmm. And their field's smaller. Yep. Maybe that's the problem. They outkick the field because it's too big. Or that they're used to playing on the big field, and then when they get down there, the field's so much smaller, they have trouble adjusting their kicking to it. Probably unlikely, but you never know. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Last one here. The ratings for week one of the C- – I hate this one. Ratings for the week one of the CFL playoffs took a little bit of a dip last week. What do we attribute this to, and is there any cause for concern for the CFL? So why – are you talking about – Week one of the playoffs compared to last year of the week playoffs? I didn't read the article, so please yes. enlighten me. So 
would the ratings have been higher if Montreal made the playoffs? Probably not, because Montreal wasn't there last year either. Johnny Manziel. Well, okay, okay, all right, fair enough. So is there a concern for this, the ratings to have dropped? Well, the weird thing, the thing that was there was that they got good ratings. It's The article said they got good ratings for the um, Saskatchewan-Winnipeg game, but overall the ratings were down. So that means the ratings probably weren't great for BC and Hamilton. BC-Hamilton game probably drew no fans. Well, well, here's the other thing. They were having it on Remembrance Day at the time Remembrance Day ceremonies were held. <laughs> I, that, exactly. I understand. So there's a there's a possible reason right there. Not as many people at home because they're off at observing Remembrance Day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Will, is this a cause for concern? Yeah, I think. You know what? I... I think attendance, I don't know, is attendance down this year? I I think with week one of the playoffs, it had everything to do with Remembrance Day. A lot of people respect that day. Yep. And they're not at home. In BC, it's not five minutes of silence or two minutes of silence with a five-minute stand around. In BC, it's a it's a staff holiday. They Everybody gets the day off for that one. Yep. In Calgary, it's the same thing. It's a staff holiday. Yeah, it's a, um, the it's other everything. thing is, the other thing is, I would think is, uh, God, I was going to say something. Oh, once again, and I know you don't like to think this way, but you're, compete, you're competing with the NFL on Sundays. Yeah. Which is and not you're never going to win that. You're never going to win that. I agree. Yep. I agree. I think that the, it should be played Saturday. You know, years ago, too, um, I remember that uh, when I was a kid, one playoff game was on Saturday, one playoff game was on Sunday. And then they switched it and just did a doubleheader on the Sunday. <sighs> I would be interested for them to go back to that. Or like CJ says, have them both on Saturday. Why compete with the NFL when you don't have to? Because it's tradition, and the CFL is all about tradition. Uh, yeah, sure. <clears throat> you know, even and even even during the regular season this year, when they had those three or four Saturdays with back-to-back-to-back football games, Nine hours. I don't nece- I don't necessarily know if that's a good idea, because most people do not have nine hours to spend on football on a Saturday. You do. Well, I make a point of doing it, okay? And you don't know what I have to do during the week in order to make my Saturdays work like that. Yeah. Very I, rare to watch more than one game on a day. Right, but I'm an exception to the rule, okay? Um, it's It's very hard to watch nine hours of football, especially if one of the games is a, is boring. Okay. Yep. 
So I or one of the I games in your city. Well, yeah, sure, that too. Other two games. Well, that's the thing I was going to say too. And if you're going to the middle game, if you're actually at yep. that game, you basically are missing half of the first game and half of the last game because you're commuting to and from the stadium. So you only really get to see one football game, one full football game. So that kind of sucks to the people that are at that middle game because they're not seeing a bunch of it. Depends on how far your commute is. That's true. Yep. Will's commute isn't that bad. Mine's not. Nope. In Abbotsford, I'm not seeing much of either of the two games if it's the middle game because it takes me an hour and a half to get there and an hour and a half to get home. Yeah, well, from Merritt, it's worse. Well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so I don't think the the ratings drop is a is a big kick in the can for for the CFL. I just think that they shouldn't have done it on Redford's day. Yeah, that hurt the viewership. Yeah, it would have. Okay. So what else have we got to do? Oh, I I got I got something here. Uh, this was funny. Let's put some things in perspective. The last time the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won the Grey Cup, there was no such thing as the World Wide Web. Nope. Isn't that funny? My. My hair was dark brown the last time the Bombers won a Grey Cup. My modem was 1,200 baud. I was in the sixth grade the last time the Bombers won the Grey Cup. (laughs) And uh, they're not winning it this year. (laughs) Next year's not looking so hot either. Oh, you know, out of all of the things, there was three teams. I, I just didn't want Hamilton to win, and I'm okay with that. So there was Calgary, Winnipeg, and Ottawa, and I think I've said this before. I, I have said this before. I didn't really want the Bombers to, to win because I wanted to continue picking on them for 28 years and counting. Uh, I don't really like the Calgary Stampeders. I think they're a bunch of arrogant pricks. So I didn't really want them to win. And Ottawa Red Blacks, I can't have them win because then all we get bitched at by the Eastern um, fans because we keep saying that the Ottawa or the Eastern Division sucks. And how come they keep winning the Grey Cup if they suck so bad? So I don't want any of the Eastern teams to win, whether that was Ottawa or Hamilton. So I, it's kind of like now I'm cheering for Calgary, and I don't think I ever would have said that. Yep. You can't, can't hope for two losses, can you? Both teams lose. A tie would be okay. A tie would be okay. A tie would be okay. They play until it's over. I don't actually know what the format is, but I think they uh, field goal kicking shootout. Okay. Yeah. So, 35-yard field goals. Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. 
Where are we? I, I, we're not going to get any um, warnings from the blog talk bitch because she uh, she doesn't like me. Uh, we got a, just uh, less, just under four minutes. Yeah, I, I'm kind of watching it because the show would just run out. We wouldn't know. So we could keep on talking till like two o'clock in the morning. Is that what you're saying? We well, could, but no one is listening the, to us. Here's the thing on that. Um, a long time ago, uh, when we were on the other podcast, the, sh- the the podcast would end, and they could continue talking for up to another hour. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't listen to it live, but you could listen to it on repeat. So you couldn't catch get callers couldn't call in or anything like that. But you know, you could if you were listening at home, you could just uh, hang up, reload. And then um, and click the button and listen to it like on a five second or ten second or or one minute delay. But you could continue listening to the podcast that way, and it would be available on any on download and anything else. I don't know if that's still valid. I don't care. By the time we finish two hours, I want to get the hell out of here. I'm not sticking around for another hour. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, actually, it was an hour long show when he. We got an extra half. Wonder if that was just. I don't know. I'm not gonna try to figure out what he was doing on his podcast. Doesn't make sense. Okay, so um, this is the end of our show. I'm gonna sign off now, guys. This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 299, and uh, birthday wishes to Will McDonald, buddy. And I hope yeah. you had a Great day, and you got to talk football, and uh, hope the missus spoiled you, and you got new watches and shoes, maybe even a pair of Caprice. No, you got a Grey Cup ticket to go into Edmonton, right? No, no watches, no shoes, two Grey Cup tickets, and my wife. Who you taking? My wife, my wife was off today, so she brought a great big birthday cake to the office for Ah. everybody to share. So. Oh, okay. Which was kind of nice. Was on, you were at work. Yes, yes. She, she's, she's a lovely wit lady, Will. Absolutely. Who are you taking Can't the break up? Are you taking your wife? Yeah, no. 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 She, hates, she hates football, Charles. <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah, wife spent $500 on a ticket for her. No, As of right no. now, Charles, I'm bringing my former boss with me. Uh-oh. No, he's a he's a great guy to have fun with. Yep. So. Okay, yeah. thirty seconds left to show. We'll say good night. Good night, everybody. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Charles, say good night. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. And uh, Grey Cup preview coming up later this week. Hey, we're gonna have our show number three hundred. Three hundred. 